in your business life, in your workouts, in your relationships, nothing's ever easy. And there's always going to be hardships. There's always tough moments. And I think just like for me, it was like that boxing. Um, that's why I love boxing is that I just felt more powerful. Get ready for brilliant people, brilliant ideas, and a regular good time. This is Brilliant Thoughts with Success People editor, Tristan Almada, the show that thinks about how personalities, relationships, and communication shape business success. And now here he is, Tristan Almada. It's not often that you get to interview somebody that worked at WWE. Well, Erica Heyman has. Look her up. Absolutely amazing background. The one thing that stood out, though, are the questions that she continually asks herself to get to where she is now, mentally, physically. The one that stood out was, why do you want it? And you ask yourself this question. This begins to guide you. It creates a lot of clarity. And as you start talking to her, you see that the key to a lot of her success and a lot of our success comes from our networking. We see that networking is key here. And you see her progression and you understand the community plays a big part in her growth. So tune into this one. It's a journey she takes you through and you get to learn a lot. Pay attention. Welcome back to another episode of Brilliant Thoughts, a success magazine podcast. And today I have Erica Hammond from New York, New York City. How are you? Woohoo! I am good. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to have you on. So this is, a, you have such a cool background. As I was doing research, I was like, this is going to be fun because I don't think I've ever interviewed anyone that has worked with WWE and you have. Let's start there. Yeah, that's, that's a good starting spot. WWE, well, there's so much to say about it. I feel like the first question people have are, is it real? <laughs> really? Well, so people ask, is it real? That's kind of cool. Question. Yeah. I'm like, do you want me to ruin your childhood dreams or <laughs> no, it is, it is scripted. It is scripted for those who still are wondering, but it's, it is very athletic. Like people definitely get hurt in it. I had a knee surgery from tearing meniscus after giving a backbreaker. So definitely very real in forms of that. <laughs> How'd you get started in that? I mean, was it something that somebody recommended you for? Or did you say, hey, I want to try that. That looks amazing. Yeah, I've lived a lot of different lives. Uh, we can we can get there <laughs> later. But I was in LA at the time with a modeling agency. Cool. And my agent sent me out on a um, audition for WWE. And I was like, what in the world is this? <laughs> and it was originally for hosting. And their auditions end up being like this two-week you know, you, you're wrestling in the ring, you're learning all these movements because they want to see if you're athletic because um, most of their hosts end up wrestling at some point. And then they realized that I was very athletic and they were like, yeah, you're going to be a wrestler instead. Whoa. <laughs> so that's kind of how I got into it. I auditioned in LA. I got signed and I moved to Florida. The training facility is in Orlando, Florida. It's a really state of the art beautiful facility. That's cool. And it was an incredible experience. It really was. It was two years of traveling like a circus. Um, you know, there's no, there's no off season. And I think that that's what got to me a lot. And the, eventually the reason that I decided to leave, 
I needed to be around family. I love meeting people, new people. I needed to be in like the environment to do so, but it was an incredible experience. And I learned a lot from it and can use a lot of the entertaining skills that I learned from it and uh, my fitness career now. Well, you gathered a lot of influence there too, like online, right? And a lot of who our audience is, is always looking to see, well, how how can I grow my influence and then turn that around and monetize it in some way? Yes, that has definitely been probably the most beneficial part of it, to be honest. I mean, I Google Google your name and I find you everywhere, which is great. I, I see here that... Now you're you're doing this boxing, oh, it's called strong boxing inspired hit and strength workouts. So now that you've got a good following, a great following, you've been able to now shift this over to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. How did you end up working with boxing hit? Did that was that a natural transition, or did somebody say, hey? You should probably do this. How did that transition? No, it was it was more it was more natural for me. Um, I grew up in a I grew up with a very athletic background, like I said, and um, I've always been in the loved fitness. I started boxing when I was fourteen, and so I fell in love with boxing, and it's kind of always been a part of my identity. Even going into WWE, I would go off after we would you know work out together. I would go off to title boxing gym in Orlando, Florida and do my own boxing work out there. But after I left, I decided that I wanted to go into fitness. Just felt felt right. I was like, why not? I actually started off, even though I came from this kind of platform with WWE, you kind of had to start from the ground up again to gain this following in the fitness world and to really gain respect in it. Mm -hmm. And so I started off as an assistant trainer making minimum wage in California, which was probably nine years ago. I don't even know how much that would have been. But I went from from WWE to bottom of the totem pole again. And then once I gained this respect um, in the uh, fitness world of, okay, she knows what she's doing. And I learned a lot. I, you know, I got my certifications, everything. Then that's where that WWE influence actually helped. Okay, um, well, hold on. You're this is cool. I know. There's a lot. Right. I'm sorry. There's a lot. I'm giving you a lot. <laughs> that's good though. Hold on. I, I want to slow down in one piece because you're you're an entrepreneur and in transitioning from something that was so big where you had everyone's eyes on you, it must have felt as you're shifting over to earning minimum wage, you're like, oh shit, shit, I, I just I'm kind of like going the wrong way. Yeah, it did. It did. At the beginning, it felt like taking a step back. How did you deal with that mentally? Because we go through that as entrepreneurs all the time. You're like, oh, ah, I failed here, right? Now, now what? How did you deal yeah. with that to transition into something better? I think you just have to realize that like things that are worth it aren't going to come easy. Like you've, you've got to work for it. And I knew what I wanted. I was very confident and okay, I love boxing. This is what I want to do. I want to share this passion with other people. And if I have to, you know, if I have to work 10 times harder for to get game respect in that, I will do that. And I knew that once I got there, I knew I was confident in myself that it would work. <laughs> All right. And then how did you decide that this, as you're transitioning where you're at, this vision was worth it for you? How did you decide that this is it and I'm going to go for it? Why this? 
because I love helping people. And I knew that through the first, the, whenever I became this assistant trainer after one day of it, I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do with the rest of my life. I am here to help other people tap into this powerful side of them that they're able to acknowledge that they're that they're able to conquer tough things. And you know, whether I was at the bottom of the total bowl, I saw that and I saw how I could impact people in a positive way. And I was like, I want to do this on a grand scale. How do I do that? I like that a lot. So tell me now because I'm seeing you you say things like, well, things that are worth it are not going to come easy, right? That that phrase comes from you failing a lot. And I want to know your childhood. Like what got you to that? Like what, <laughs> what the hell happened? Like was did you was it, did you have amazing parents? Did you have the opposite? Was it hard? What what got you to that mindset? No, I had incredible parents. But I'm they're still incredible that honestly supported me with anything I wanted to do. You know, I was like, I want to go on WWE. They're like, we're going to be your biggest supporters. We're going to get t-shirts made and come and stand there with signs. Um, you know, and then I was like, Hey, guess what? I'm going to be make minimum wage. I might need you to help me a little bit. (laughs) So no, there, I had incredible parents who supported me, but I just think like it now, now knowing business side too, uh, being an entrepreneur, like just in a, in your business life, in your workouts, in your relationships, nothing's ever easy. And there's always going to be hardships. There's always tough moments. And I think just like for me, it was like that boxing. Um, that's why I love boxing is that I just felt more powerful. Um, and I think tapping into that inner power and saying, I can do this. I can conquer these things. That's how you're going to overcome that. Got it. And with how you grew from a great position to then starting all over, like you said, in this transition Mm -hmm. to a new place. Mm -hmm. Did you have any mentors, anybody that helped you out mentally, physically, people that you would stick to and be like, I'm going to stick to this person? Yeah, I think there's, I've been grateful to have a lot, to be honest. Um, Some of the co-founders of Rumble, we haven't gotten there yet, but some of the co-founders of Rumble, um, Eugene Rem and Andy Stinsler. I am very, very grateful for. Um, after I started the bottom of the totem pole, I ended up becoming a founding team member of Rumble Boxing yeah. and Rumble Training. And I was there since day one. And so they they allowed me and invited me to be in every single meeting, whether it was a marketing meeting, a business meeting, an architect meeting. Like some of those meetings I had no business being in. Um, and maybe I didn't have a comment to say in any of those meetings, but I was a sponge and I was able to listen to everything that was happening. And that was kind of the start of, you know, the entrepreneurial world side of it. And I was able to learn so much from them um, in those meetings and very grateful for that. Also, my now my fiance is um, an incredible entrepreneur. And I every day get to see him, you know, how he runs his startup and he's able to give me feedback and advice and challenge me. I think that's the biggest thing, having someone that can challenge you and challenge your uh, thoughts on why, why you want to do something this way, saying, why do you want that? And if I don't have an immediate answer for why, I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I like that question. I don't know if we ask ourselves that question enough, right? It keeps us mm-hmm. Like, why does it have to be this way? Mm. 
And I think that's where the evolving, being able to evolve comes in. I like that one. I'm writing that one down. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Do You Rumble? That's the Instagram account for Rumble mm-hmm. Boxing. And how did you get in this room? Because a lot of people are like, I want to be in that room. That'd be a cool room. How did you get in there? How, how did that happen? Yeah, I was, this was seven years ago now. I was working in LA. Um, I had moved my way up to an official trainer position at this boxing cool. gym. And <laughs> and there was not that many females in the boxing fitness industry at okay. the time. And so I had made a name for myself. Um having the WWE influence also helped at that time. And Eugene Rim actually reached out to me. and was like, Hey, there's a couple of us creating this concept in New York city. We want to open this boxing gym. Would love to talk to you about it. And I was like, I'm not moving to New York city. Like, why is anyone reaching out to me about a gym in New York city? And I kind of like blew him off and he was like, Hey, (laughs) pinged me again. And he's like, I really want to meet up. Like let's chat. So we met up. They ended up flying me out to New York. I met with the other partners okay. and I moved to New York within two weeks. Wow. And you're not from New yeah. York originally, are you? No, I'm not from New okay. York. Um, at the time I was like, there's no way I'm moving to New yeah. York. Like it's too busy. There's too much going on. There's it rats. Snows. Uh, <laughs> it yeah. snows. It's cold. I'm like, I'm perfectly fine in LA, but it was the best thing that I had ever done. I mean, it was the best decision for myself that I'd ever made. And I think that I'm always, I've always been open to opportunities. And I think that that's why the WWE thing happened. That's why this happened and that XYZ. And yeah, so I moved here within two weeks. And that was like, like I said, the day ones began to happen, all these different meetings and designing the concept of what the workout would look like. And it was a very, very special time. Of my I love life. that. How do you decide then whether an opportunity is good for you right because i don't know that in, in as a business you don't want to say yes to everything yeah, you don't want to say <laughs> yes but at the same time we don't know if it's a good opportunity or not how do you decide to go forward on one i think talking with the right people um you know i got to meet everybody and they were very they were very driven, intelligent people who had a great plan. And it was something that I connected with. It was something that I had always wanted to do. I always wanted to open up my own four wall boxing studio. And I was like, all right, these guys have the business side of it. Perfect. Like that side, I don't know yet. That's why that made sense to me. But I also just think like certain things for me, like are a gut check. And I just, if I feel like it's, if I feel my gut, it's right. I know that sounds silly, no, I like but that. I like that. I think what what you're looking for is seeing if this is going to fit your vision. This is going to fit what you think you stand for. Right. I think that that's the feeling I'm getting for you. And here's the question because as I'm talking to you and and I, and I see you on online, I feel like, and this is a feeling right. Gut. I feel like you, you do such a great job with your confidence and that that's a, that's something awesome. Right. And this is kind of like a question more for my daughter because she's 16. And I want to know, because you must do this subconsciously. And and even if you struggle with it, you still do great. How do you decide your self-worth? How do you decide that you're, you know what, this, this, even though it may not be the right thing for me right now, may not be there. I'm going to just dive into it. 
How do you decide that for yourself? I think you're right. Maybe it is self-consciously. Yeah. Yeah. I know um, we all struggle with yeah. part of that, but how do you how yeah. do you move forward yeah. anyway? I think you just like it's it's definitely been a hard space for me to get to. I I mean, honestly, you know, just getting older and and that's true. <laughs> that helps a little bit. Um, and just well, just having you know different knowledge um underneath your belt. But I'm just gonna go back to like you know, for me, fitness has really helped me tap into this side of myself that I didn't have. I mean, I, I wasn't confident. Um, you know, I didn't think that I was powerful. I didn't think that I could overcome certain things like, you know, self body images, whatever it may be. It really has helped me to tap into this side of myself that is like, I'm more powerful. I'm unstoppable. Like I can do these things. And I mean, that, that's just what it was like for me. That. So with that, what are the routines that you have in place that because you've put them in place, you may not even realize it. So I'm asking you, like, what do you do in the mornings, evenings? Is it that that gets you there to set you up to have the best day possible? How How is your day designed? You know, my days are, are always different. Oh no God. day is the same. But you fit in workout <laughs> and you fit in continually yes. learning and exposing yourself to greatness. Yes. I see that just from who you are. Yes. I think, um, you know, every day I, when I start my morning, I go on, I go on a walk with my dog, grab my coffee. And I think that's a time for like my oh. mental clarity. And, um, you know, then my workout is my, for me is also my meditation. My workout is my space mm-hmm. to like, not think about anything else that is going on outside of that room. I'm 100% committed to me in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I love in, in my knockout program that we'll talk about, um, I've designed this workout that is a very challenging mm-hmm. workout that your mind and body have to be a part of. And so you're like constantly thinking about what's going on in this room. You're not able to think about anything else that's going on Good. outside, which I love because we have such busy days and like we have so many stresses and struggles that are going on outside of it and being able to just shut it all off and be in this moment and space for you is so incredible um and so important and so that's what i do with my workouts um and then i i am around people every day that you know um like i said i love to be around a lot of intelligent people entrepreneurs anyone that can evoke um you know, a conversation and, um, you know, a challenge or whatever that may be. And you just adapt, you take it in, you know, you're a sponge listening to all of this. Yeah. I love that. And I think you're, you're forcing yourself to be in, in bigger rooms with people that challenge you. And I love that. I think Mm -hmm. it's really. And network. I mean, network is, is, as you know, is insane. And I didn't realize that, Mm -hmm. um, because I've obviously had to learn, the, the for being an entrepreneur and what all of that means. I didn't come from that background. Yeah. And I was like, huh, networking is one of the most powerful all things. Right, networking. How have you learned to network a best for you? And what advice can you give people that are listening? And like this, these are the things you should do. These are the things you should avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, well, New York City is being living in New York City. I feel that's, like I definitely have an upper hand in the... <laughs> It's the best place to do it. Um, 
for my opinion, but I think I say yes to a lot of, um, you know, a lot of different dinners or, um, you know, business panels, whatever it may be. It's maybe it's not something that I normally think that I would have gone to, but I'm open to it. And I say yes to these things. And it's always, always on the other side of it. I come out knowing someone, I come out with some, you know, some more knowledge about X, Y, Z, whatever it may be, or something I didn't know before. And I think it's just being open to different scenarios that, um, and events that you may not normally have said yes to. And I also am like, I'm such a homebody. I love to stay home on my couch and watch TV. So that was like the biggest struggle for me is that like, Oh, I have, I have to, I'm going out five days this, five nights this week. I'm like, Oh no, (laughs) you know, and obviously give yourself that time for your mental health as well. But like, you know, it's good to get off the couch and be around other people. <laughs> That's you talking to yourself, trying to convince yourself. I, I, I do the same thing. Literally. I'm like, it's okay. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> That's funny. That's very funny. All right. So now you're transitioning into this, this cool thing, working with Equinox now. And, and you've got this great website. I'm on strongbyerica.com. Tell me. Tell me which one happened first and, and how did you get into Equinox? Yeah. Um, so Strong by Erica is my online platform and that um, happened during COVID. Um, so as most of us know, gyms closed down during COVID and I was doing free online Instagrams, Instagram oh. workouts. And I gained a very big following with that. Um, like, some of my workouts on there have like millions of views. Um, it was, it was definitely, um, a, you know, obviously a hard time, but a special time being able to come together and get through this tough time. Um, and from that, I developed my online platform, which is boxing inspired workouts or hit workouts. And, um, from that, I partnered with Equinox. I decided to leave rumble and I partnered with Equinox to create my own workout program for them called Knockout. Nice. Which is which is my big baby right now. Like that's what we're launching in April. It's a very very exciting launch. Um and I devoted probably the past 8 months developing this program, working with the Equinox mm-hmm. team um on the marketing everything to um really create the most for this. Okay, is that going to be Something that circulates through all of the Equinox gyms? Or is it going to be online, both? What does that look like? So right now, um, it will be both. They have the Equinox Plus app, which is online for their okay. members. Uh, but this is going to be an in-studio class. Mm-hmm. And it's launching in New York City, um, at New York City locations in April. And it, I'll, I will teach a few workouts, but we also have eight other instructors that I've trained to teach you the trained. program, to teach the so format. That's yes. cool. Yes. Yeah. So it's very exciting. So they're, they're teaching this format that I developed and designed. And um, so that'll be launching in New York. And then obviously the goal is to go to LA, Miami, and then eventually across all of um, Equinox worldwide. That's cool. So it's like P90X, like Tony Horton. Yes. You remember Tony Horton. <laughs> yes. So I interviewed Tony too. And I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> I actually watched that one. Yes. Um, this is cool. 
He's I'm great. excited for you. This is so cool. Thank you. I'm so excited. It's it's really cool. And it's a, you know, I I now getting this, you know, Rumble was a of an idea of multiple people. This is, you know, this idea that I created myself. And it's like I really have, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this. And I just have decided I want it to be more than workout. It's, you know, it's experience. I keep saying this. It's this space that's it's a safe space that you leave everything outside, uh, you know, everything outside that door. It's this moment for you. It's this moment to release the stress yeah. and to commit to you hundred percent while having fun, feeling challenged and knowing that you can conquer really tough challenges because they are definitely going to come your way in the workout. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> and in a hard workout, right after you're done, you feel like you can take on so much more, right? Besides all the yes. ke- good chemicals yes. that are being dumped in, right? Besides that. Yeah. And you're a little sweaty, you're a little tired, but the best feeling is feeling like you can go take on anything. Agreed. Agreed. All right. I want to take a step back because in developing your own business through COVID, I know you learned some things. I want to know about website, uh, what payments look like, development, business building, because I'm I'm assuming it just came in like that, right? So tell me about the idea and transitioning it to a business because you said you were doing videos for free right where did the mm-hmm. idea come from mm-hmm. on in, on ig live yeah, okay. so damn okay so take me through that and then the development of the business that was the hardest thing i've ever done <laughs> that's what i figured <laughs> so that was good yeah, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. I learned I learned how to be a back-end engineer. I learned I was like on the phone with BH. There's this um company here called BH Photo and Video in New York yeah. City. And I literally like FaceTime them. I'd be like, how do I make this mic work? Like, why is this mic not working? Like, how do I plug it into this mixer? And I was like, what is happening? And why do I know these things now? Um, but I I'm like an amateur pro at mixers, audio, mic, and everything now. Um, that is obviously yeah. that side of it. But the website building, um, all of those things I sourced Perfect. out. That, that was out there. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it. I looked at like Squarespace. And I was like, oh, I still don't understand. I know it's supposed to be simple, but it's coding. None of that is for no. me. No, I agree. Um, yeah. So I, I sourced that out. Um, I partnered, now I'm partnered with um, Uscreen, but I originally partnered with Vimeo to um, launch. Oh, they do their own like website for hosting videos, um, but, and an app. Um, so that was pricey, okay. but very helpful because they do, they do the whole app. They do all the back end, like, you give them the logos. Obviously, you can say certain colors and everything, but they have just like a formatted app that they kind of use. Oh. And um, in the fitness world, a lot of people use them. Um, what was that the name? I ended up Vimeo. Oh, Vimeo. No, well, yeah, yeah, Vimeo. Vimeo. yeah. Oh, Uscreen. I use Uscreen now, which is essentially the same. I I honestly like it better. It's it's quite a bit cheaper, um, but very easy to. You literally upload your videos. It goes on there. There now you publish it, you edit it, you put all whatever you know formats you want in it, and it just immediately goes to your app, goes on the website. And that's Easy. It. So it's password protected. You yeah. can do whatever. Oh, yeah. Cool. I, like I just have, I have the back end, obviously, but yeah. So they they host my app. 
um, Strong by Erica and the website now. I like that. Um, I'm taking a, I'm taking a look at this. Simple. You, the letter U and screen. Now I see, now I see it at the bottom of your website. I got you. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and that was the thing is I actually, you know, chatted with a lot of different app developers at the time too. Um, and a lot of people were reaching out because, you know, I feel like it was this, this time where everyone started creating all these apps and there was, everyone wanted yeah. something during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so many, there was, there was, it was a saturated, I mean, it's still saturated, but very saturated time with fitness apps. And I chatted with a lot of them and I just felt like going the Vimeo or U screen route was just simple. I knew it was going to work. I knew like it, they're bigger companies and I just didn't want as much of a headache with that because I knew I was going to have a headache on the back end of everything yeah. else. And how did, how did you then decide, okay, I've got this. Now I'm going to monetize it. I'm going to charge this amount. And, mm-hmm. and what, what successes did you have while it was just pouring in? Because I'm assuming I was super busy for about a year. Yes. I think I did a lot of research of what apps were available at the time. Um, I did ton of R&D. And um, I just, you know, decided what may be right for me. I knew that um, at that time, you you have this um, diehard, you know, this diehard client, so it would probably pay whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you can think about it that way and charge, you know, charge a higher fee. Or you could think about, okay, I, I have these diehard fans, but also I want to be able to monetize and you know, bring in new clients yeah. and they're probably not going to pay $300 no. a year or month, whatever you want to say. So you could have gone either way. I decided, you know, I have these diehard fans. I love them. I don't want them to have to pay $300, yeah, that makes $300 sense. a year, but for that, for that, but also I do want new clients and I want it to be affordable and like something that they could try. So I, I did have like the seven day free trial and which was very helpful, you know, and you definitely have some churn, but, but then I offered a lower like monthly. And I think that that was the right move for me. And then as you're transitioning into this at the time, what, what other pieces did you add that worked? So, and I don't know if you add any of these, but I'm asking um, newsletters, other social sites, Perks for going maybe uh, a slightly higher paying uh, paying price. What 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 did that look like as you evolved? Yeah, yes, there was definitely like weekly newsletters. I did at the time. I did. Um, it wasn't just like an on demand library of wor- these workouts. I was doing live workouts every single day. So <laughs> that I that I don't do anymore. <laughs> that was That's really awesome. tiring, but. <laughs> You know, and then like all these, these audio issues were happening during a live workout. I'm like, trying not to get flustered. I'm like, "Ah." (laughs) but I was doing live workouts every single day. So that was obviously an added benefit to do a live workout. It would later go on demand and people could take it later, but that wasn't something that a lot of people were offering um, at the time. And yes, if you did yearly, you know, the price was, you know, per month, if you broke it down was significantly cheaper, which is the model most people have. And then I did these, um, I also did these like four week programs, like sweat and shred mm-hmm. workouts, or, you know, and, um, you did these four week programs. You, I never really gave a benefit at the end of it, if you finished it, but it was like, 
you know, it was a fun challenge where we all came together as a community and we did the same workouts on the same day. And at the end of it, we're like, whoo, you know. Okay. So through this, what do you think worked really well that if you were going to do this again on your own, right? In the future, you would do again. What worked really well in building this? Community is the biggest thing for me and in the fitness world. I think that having this community is definitely the biggest thing. So, you know, giving people the space to be able to to meet each other, to learn. And, you know, this was all um, on the internet. So it was like giving this, we had a Facebook page (laughs) where members got to connect and like, you know, ask each other questions or be like, oh my God, I did this workout today. Like, you know, I used 10 pounds. Like, is anybody else, you know, leveling up or whatever it is, giving them the forum to connect because there's people in Australia, people, you know, in California, wherever, and they're getting to meet each other. And I think that's a huge, huge thing for us, for the fitness world. I like that. So now that you built this community, what does a successful community look like to you right now? Like in in your mind, what, what are the, what are the pieces? And I know I'm putting you on the spot. So I just want to know what you think. (laughs) No, no, no. No. Um, what does a successful community look like? I mean, it's people finding friendship and um, and something that they enjoy. But I think that you're able to do that with, you know, I want to do this with Knockout as well in this four wall space is to provide a space to meet people, a space of, you know, it's a like-minded thing, like-minded people showing up for themselves. I like that. Believing in something together does bond you. Experiencing that together as well. That's so true. I love that. All right. So then. How did Equinox get a hold of you or how did you connect to them? How did that happen? Yeah. Um, so Harvey um is the founder of Equinox and he's been um a good friend. I met him through Eugene, actually. And Eugene um, is who's one of the co-founders. One of the co-founders I like of Rumble. That. So networking. So cool. Uh, so oh, networking. Uh, yeah, so networking. And you know, I actually been, went and met with him. Now it's been a year and a half ago, kind of just as a mentor, as we speak about mentors. And I was like, hey, hey, here's what's happening. I've built this online business and I feel like either I have to, at the time, I was like, I either have to take on investors and make this a bigger company to get more marketing. And right now, you know, it's plateaued a little bit and it's great and I love it, but it's plateaued and I just don't know how to expand it more Mm -hmm. for now. He's like, you can count on your hand the amount of people that have been successful on a digital space by themselves. Oh. And I was like, you, you're right. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, I want to be one of those. And he was like, okay, well, you can, but you hate certain aspects of doing yeah. this by yourself. And he was like, my thoughts are you partner with, say it's Equinox. I don't know. Could be, if you, you know, it was like Equinox or a Peloton at the time. <laughs> and um, he was like, and then, you know, your biggest thing is you want to spread, you know, your passion for fitness and how, you know, it makes you feel with as many people across the world. Like that's mm-hmm. your number one goal. How do you do that? It's, you know, it's one of these three ways and it's yes, partnering with someone for your own brand. It's partnering with Equinox or Peloton or XYZ. And so I went home and I was thinking about mm-hmm. everything. And then I did talk to, I talked with Peloton actually. And then I can, I continued conversations 
with Equinox and his other members of his mm-hmm. team. And fast forward maybe eight months. It was a long time of conversations and figuring out exactly what I thought was right for me. And I decided that I think that we could do something really cool at Equinox. So that's when I signed up. How did you connect with Peloton? Did you reach out to them or did you also have a connection? I I know a lot of the trainers that work there. Um, but I so I reached out to one of the trainers and said, Hey, no idea if you guys are hiring right now, but could you connect me with the, you know, the hiring team or the hiring manager, mm-hmm. talent team, whatever. And they put me in connects with them and I auditioned, um, well, now I can talk. I auditioned for their new modality, rowing. And I was in, for it was a six-month-long audition. No way. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it was wild. (laughs) Yeah, it was was a wild, long process. I've never heard of an interview being that long. But it was six months, and I had never rowed before. And so at the end of the day, it was... Yes, I love it. And it's a good, it's a space that I'm going to be able to be put in this position to reach people all across the world. But am I doing something yeah. that I love? And am I, and I have this other, you know, this other potential possibility where I can do something I love. I can create my own mm. program and partner with this really massive company as well. You know, which one I is love right? That. Because it goes back to, the question, which is how, how do you decide to take on an opportunity? Mm-hmm. You just answered it. I mean, you answered it then, but now you really answered yeah. it. That was good. That <laughs> makes sense. I like this. That's like, yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. uh, what would I really love to do? And does it fall within my strength? Like, uh, you've never rode before, but you like it and it falls within what you do. Yeah. But there's this thing. Over. Like, could it be a cool opportunity? Sure. But like, is it something that's going to uh, this is cool i think you chose right but you know yeah i think it's awesome. <laughs> i i am beyond happy and equinox has been an amazing amazing partner and it's been really great to work with everyone all right there. so what are you looking forward to this year now that this is all happening yeah so we're launching we're officially launching next week so exciting our market our marketing campaign we've shot a really really cool marketing campaign and that's all launching as well. I'll be going to Miami and LA to do pop-ups in April for the class. That's cool. Um, and yeah, the Miami mean, the next few months, you know, my goal is to launch this across different equinoxes, different in LA, Miami, and then, you know, there's eventually in Texas and DC and across all of them. And then uh, London, um, to bring knockout to all, every single equinox there is, which means I have to go and work with all the trainers, which is very exciting. That's very <laughs> um How does that work mm-hmm. with the online ver will there be an online version eventually or where, where does that fall in? Yeah, so they have um Equinox has Equinox Plus, which is their online platform. Like I said, it's only that for their members. Uh but we'll film I'll film a few classes here and there. Um they film in New York City. Pretty pretty simple to film online workouts. I mean, you did, you did it now. every day forever. <laughs> so yeah. And this is nice because you actually have a team of people, a production team. It's not me staring into a camera by myself. Be like, let's do That's squats. So good. And much better. And much better. All right, Eric. Where do we go and find out more about you? And where do we follow you? 
Yeah, you can follow me um, on Instagram at Erica with a K and Hammond. And then um, also I will send you over the link for the knockout page. So then everyone can get yes. more info on knockouts and see when knockout is coming towards you. And then I do still have um, my online fitness platform, Strong by Erica. Which I'm on looking at right now. So it looks awesome. Going to do some workouts. Going to do some boxing workouts. Feel empowered for the rest of the day. How often are you showing up there live? Do you still do that or are they recorded? How does that work? So I don't do live workouts anymore. I do recorded workouts. So I upload recorded workouts. Our library has over 300 different workouts (laughs) um, on it (laughs) that are all yours truly. They're all me. Um, but yes, I, I film recorded workouts now and those are uploaded weekly. And then I still do um, curated challenges. So in summer, we'll have a four-week challenge cool. um, that there's workouts every single day to follow nice. along. Erica, thank you so much. Yeah. This was awesome. Great conversation. Thank you so much. It flew by. I looked at the clock. I was like, oh my gosh, it's all yeah, right. <laughs> already been 45 went, minutes. Look at us great. go. It, it flowed so well. So everyone... <laughs> Please follow Erica. Check her out on Equinox. If you're in one of those locations, just go and say hi to her. Yes, in New York City. Come through. Thanks, Erica. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Trishan. Those are all the brilliant thoughts that we have for you today. If you like what you're hearing, drop us a review or just tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it. 